Hi, this is Amanda. And this is Jen. And you're listening to Just This, a podcast that explores everything around being and becoming a mother or parent. We're excited to have you join us as we dive into the practical details, as well as the unseen energetics on topics that span from preconception to years after birth. So today we're going to talk about massage. Yes. And we're going to get juicy because it's not just going to be your typical go to a massage place, lie down and get a massage. Although that is a really beautiful and juicy thing to do after you've had a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Even better if they can come to your house. Yes. But yes. I guess I can start here. Uh, on, on why I think massage is important. So I actually, um, just to get a little background here, this is, I just like always bring this to my mind because I think it's hilarious. I became a massage therapist. Uh, I started going to massage school when I was in high school. And wow, got, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I got licensed when I was 18. But in high school, we had to give some, I forget, like some report on something. And because I was in massage school, I did this report this one time on like the benefits of massage. And back then I remember how hard it was to find like antidotal, like researched information why massage is like actually biologically good for you. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was hilarious because recently I was doing a similar thing where I was looking at massage for postpartum women. And it's, there's so much out there now. There's like so Mm -hmm. much science to back. Um, So if we start talking on some crazy tangents, just remember if there's not science to back it (laughs) for what we're talking about today. There will be soon. I promise you. I like that. Um, But yeah. So one thing I, we can start with is I think there is so much emphasis on baby massage. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel as a midwife, but all I hear about all the time after someone has a baby is like baby massage, baby massage, baby massage. And there's not really a lot spoken about massage for the mom. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, baby massage is easy to do because you have your little one and it's like all about baby time. I actually went to massage school and was licensed too. So that's really interesting. So I think we have definitely a little, little good background for both of us. Mine was in my early twenties though, not high school. That's, that's impressive. By the way, I was almost early twenties. That was, (laughs) yeah, that's how I worked through college basically. I actually, I worked at the mindful body here in San Francisco too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like going back to the moms, like, I think it's hard. I think the hardest thing is a new mom, especially, and even like second, third time in sequential moms is taking that time. And I think the other thing too, is when we think massage, we think like, like you said, going to a massage therapist for an hour or an hour and a half that as a mom is just not feasible, especially with a baby. Right. So Yeah. What are your tips for, for moms to like get a little massage in without having to go to a massage? Well, I think, yeah, what you just touched on is so important. Things, everything's going to look different when you're in your postnatal phase. Yeah. Just taking a shower often is like your moment of self-care, but how you can build massage into just your weekly new life. It's almost like meditation. Like I'm, you know, you, you all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I remember I was a meditator. Meditating is not going to happen when you have a newborn, but it's, it just looks different. That's what I had to learn. It looked different. It was when I was breastfeeding. It was, you know, taking these little moments. It was five minutes here. It was five minutes there. It wasn't my 30 minutes sit down. And I think it can be applied to massage too. Building in those little times of maybe it is when you're in the shower 
And, you know, you even do a little self-massage for yourself. Somebody's, you know, offered to hold your baby while you take a shower, extend that shower an extra five minutes and give yourself a little massage in there with some oil. I think the other big thing here is asking for it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be afraid to ask your partner if they can give you a massage. It might not be on your mind as one of the first things you actually are desiring or needing or wanting. However, it's okay to still ask for something that's maybe not a need, you know, yeah. it might not even be a want, but it's, it's definitely going to feel nice. I, I promise you, like <laughs> you will enjoy it. Ask somebody to massage your feet while you're breastfeeding. If you have a friend that's coming over to talk to you, mm-hmm. ask your partner to give you a little breast massage or womb massage after you take a shower or when the baby's taking a nap or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so asking for it. The other thing that I think is interesting is like, we actually in our, like, we can get into all the benefits, so many benefits, Yeah. but we actually in our Western medical model, when you've given birth, it actually, you, you, we technically have this built in, but it's not really a nice, we don't think of it as massage, but we do after you've given birth because they need to massage they're actually massaging the womb yeah the uterus goes back Mm -hmm. and your organs back into place to make sure Mm -hmm. that the tissues are like in the proper position this is actually we don't think of it as a massage massage is a it is a built-in step post-birth already Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so usually we we check we do we call it this really mean thing because after birth it doesn't feel great and we're pushing on the fundus of the uterus which is usually pretty high and that's to help stop bleeding and it helps the uterus clamp down so that you don't hemorrhage. You know, I, I studied like abdominal massage and stuff like that, that whole thing, which is like so amazing. And if women can get that done after birth, I think it's beautiful. And just like you said, like the organs get displaced. I really wish I could find the picture. There's this picture of like the baby in the, the, the stomach and all the organs are like, you know, just squished up to the side. And it's like, all that stuff has to go back. You know, it does get displaced. So I think the womb massage is so important. And I think a lot of people just from giving massage, not professionally so much, but more so in, I guess, professionally, and then also in a personal setting, I think a lot of people are afraid to touch each other. I don't know if you feel that way. I'd say postpartum women in the womb, if you're not trying to stop bleeding, <laughs> which you shouldn't be at that point. It's like a nice gentle massage, like slowly starting superficially and then like going in a little bit deeper is ideally the best way to start any massage, even on the arm, right? Just start very light and then go in a little bit deeper. Yeah. And um, that, I mean, that builds in one of the benefits of massage, especially if you're doing a partner is like communication, like yes. you know, being able, there's so many things that go in like around just the physical benefit, being able to speak your needs, being able to be in tune with your body these areas that I was emphasizing, which during the postnatal phase, massage anywhere is great, but the breasts and the womb space are obviously two very used spaces. Mm -hmm. They're very um, highlighted spaces during pregnancy and postpartum. And yet they are probably the least touched by anyone, uh, maybe other than your baby for the breasts, you know, right on your tummy. But the importance of like taking some time to like rub your belly, like honor that space, mm-hmm. um, give thanks to that space. 
rub your breast, ask for a breast massage, like mm-hmm. ask for them. We, when you look at again, beyond like just the, our biological, physical benefits there, like there are energetic centers, which the breast is more related to the heart and your, your womb space is the solar plexus energy, which is all Mm -hmm. about creation. And yes, like you just created a baby, honor it, nourish it, like hold it. And so that way you're able to then come into your next phase of creation, whatever it is, maybe Mm -hmm. not a baby, a physical thing, but you still, that energetic center needs to be honored and like healed yeah, uh, and held in some way before it's able to actually have the potency to to move into this next creation phase. So, yeah. And it's interesting. I don't know if you experienced this, but professionally giving massages, a lot of people actually don't like belly massages. And I find that interesting because I've always loved them. I've always loved belly massages, but I think too, like I I suffered from a lot of belly issues as a kid. So I learned how to like actually massage a belly the proper way. And I think that's the thing, like you, the, the, the belly in the womb, it's a very sensitive area. So it really does have to be done with some mindfulness around it. Right. And like communication, like you said, and yeah, I totally agree with breast massage. It's so interesting too. Like you know, we're supposed to do like breast checks, like every month to make sure that we don't have any lumps or anything. And most people find out about breast cancer through their partner, which is crazy to think about because that means that they're actually touching their breasts more than we are. I'm big believer in the breast massage. Like, I feel like it's really too bad that even massage therapists can't, I know there's like all kinds of legal issues and stuff like that, but I think it's a really important thing to actually do is to like, really be able to like massage the breast pick them up and hold them. I mean, they're held in a bra eight plus hours a day. A lot of people still wear wired bras. It's funny because I want to consider a massage, but just like more mindfulness, more pressure rubbing with like soap up my leg. It felt really good. I'm like, why don't I do this more instead of like thinking about, oh yeah, I got to take my son to the school at this time. Not even in your body, really just washing it for the washing sake. And I think like you said, if you actually can bring a little oil in and actually like be aware of it, when you're in the shower, it really does turn a shower that could just be done quickly into like some actual self-care and have health benefits. So, yeah. And going back to the breast, I mean, massage is all about really like a lot of times, yes, you sometimes are doing massage for like a muscular pain or something like that. But a lot of times too, it's just about moving the limbs, right? Like moving Mm -hmm. the fluid in the body to get it going and stuff like that. And the breasts are all just limp like even under the armpits and the breasts they're just all limps right there yeah so yeah it's- yeah lots of benefits to the breast massage I mean especially postnatal being able to reduce engorgement potentially prevent mastitis like all of these things it's interesting too I for the breast massage part when people do get mastitis they always feel like it's a clogged duct so like the biggest emphasis is on unclogging duct get the milk flowing and I had heard through a, through the grapevine. I don't know. Um, someone else tell me, no, like the more important thing is to massage toward the lymph nodes, like massage up toward the armpit, because you actually are wanting to clear out any of the, the fluids that mm-hmm. are, you know, being built up versus just getting the milk out of the milk duct because you're inflamed. And so there's a lot of inflamed tissue and the idea is you need to bring down the inflammation versus force the milk through probably yeah. a little bit of both. But, it's a little bit you know, of both. Yeah. Sure. A lot of people yeah. do like they, everything I I've seen is emphasizing like 
pushing the milk through, how to get the milk out versus mm-hmm. like, hey, let's like get this the swelling down. I mean, I know there's other things for the swelling, but like I definitely hadn't heard like massage up toward the armpit to help mm-hmm. her because it seems mm-hmm. counterintuitive because you're not helping quote unquote the milk flow down. Right. Um, it's an interesting thing there with the massage. Yeah, and I think the main thing with the milk is that the idea is that if the milk sits in there, it's going to potentially create an infection. And that's really what you don't want. So you do want the milk moving, but you're also right. You do want like your limbs, like being drained out and you still want a lot of movement. So if you're just strictly getting the milk, that's great. Cause it does decrease your chance of infection, which is the whole point of mastitis, right? Cause mastitis is actually just the inflammation aspect. What they're really concerned about is the next phase where you spike a fever and then you start getting an infection from the milk sitting there. But yeah, the limp, I think that that makes perfect sense to actually do it. And I mean, even when you massage the stomach, there's always this like where you do like you follow the digestive tract, right? Like one, two, three, and then you always go back the opposite way. And it sounds very similar for when you have mastitis. You want to drain the lips a little bit, but also get the milk out. So I really like, I, I love that actually. I'm glad you read that and brought that up. I want to circle back to, because when you were saying a lot of people don't want their stomachs or, um, mm-hmm. massaged or the breast massage. And yeah. I think another big, huge thing here is that these areas are so shamed mm-hmm. in our society. So often another huge benefit, especially in our post needle phase, you know, our bodies are going to look different. Our bodies are mm-hmm. going to feel different. Our stomachs, we might not have the best, uh, relationship with them and we might feel even more guilt or shame or, have these negative feelings around these areas. And I feel like that is why most people don't want their abdomen massaged. It's Mm. it's because of the shame, the body shame that we have in our culture plays a huge part in it. And I think that this can be such a healing way. And especially like, again, coming back to like giving that body that self-love, but honoring it and realizing our body is perfect just wherever it is at that moment. And yeah. So I think that's huge because in my opinion, building that self-love is number one before you can make any changes or whatever. Like it's the the self-love that's like the foundation to like taking your body wherever it needs to or wants to go in the future kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you on that because I remember like just guys like, you know, even like in college and high school, like touching your stomachs. I don't know. You're right. I never, I never thought about that aspect of it. The self-consciousness almost and fear around yeah. it, sensitivity. And Which it's interesting too. I think that, you know, if we can do breast massage before even baby arrives, I think that's so good because you think about it, we never touch our breasts much, hardly ever. And then all of a sudden you're going to put this baby on the breast and they're going to be there for like eight hours a day. Depends on the mom, right? If they're going back, yeah. to, back to work, if they're going to pump all that stuff, but at least for the first week, we'll say eight hours a day, that baby's going to be on the breast and to like go from nothing, hardly being touched to like a baby on there constantly. That's kind of maybe helped desensitize the breasts a little bit by just doing a little massage there. Yeah. The other thing too, I think a lot of people get kind of when they start like partners, they're like, I don't know how to massage. So they just Mm. really don't ever do it for the mom. And, and then the other thing I hear is that some people just don't like touch. I always, I'm like such a massage person. Like, yeah, for sure. Massage me. (laughs) Like I'll take it. I love it. But there's people that actually don't like to be touched. Those people I always like to interact with because I often wonder, is it that you don't like touch or you've just never actually been touched in a way that you feel safe and comfortable 
and that's right for you at that time. Because one thing I've learned is that some people like that light touch, it just like throws them into a stressed out state as opposed to like a relaxed state. We think massage as in like, okay, let's, you know, I don't know, just like get in there and like start digging around or whatever. Start on the hand and like slowly work the way up to the arm and then into the like shoulders and then down the breast. Start like squeezing the hand lightly and like touching them and giving, you know, like just giving some, some attention to that area. Squeezing such, I think a great, a great form to start with. And then yeah. starting to like kind of. It's, that's a really good point because I do think there are, I've heard people who have a similar thing, especially maybe in postpartum where, especially if it's something new, uh, that, you know, you were okay with touch, you just don't want anyone touching you. You're just like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's a little too much. You're overwhelmed. Maybe you had a birth experience where you might've not even consciously realized it, but you just don't want to be touched. So I think that's something to notice if you don't want to be touched after birth, whereas before it was more okay, just Mm -hmm. something to notice and be aware of. And I like to emphasize like, okay, even if you don't want other people touching you, put your hands on yourself. Because if you have a problem with doing that, then I think there are some other underlying somatic things coming up that Mm -hmm. potentially would be great to work um, with a somatic therapist on or to explore more because we should all be able to put our hands on our own body. Right. Right. And, and honor it in whatever ways, you know, even if it's just for a a minute or two. So yeah, I think those are good like tests and maybe you say like, Oh, I'm a person who never liked touch and um, that's fine. Maybe you never did like touch, but I think like what you're saying, exploring different kinds or like inviting it in. And Mm -hmm. even if it's just temporarily for this period, it's going to be so beneficial for you on uh, an emotional, physical, spiritual level that again, if, if it's really going to be too hard for you to let other people touch you, like we should at least be able to touch our own bodies. And I think too, like even just for those people that have a hard time touching, being touched, I think we forget the whole aspect of the body. Head massages feel so good. Hand massages feel really great. Feet feel really good. I feel like the more centered you get to the body, the more it's a little bit harder, maybe mm-hmm. for some people to relax, it should be okay for someone to kind of give you a little bit of a hand yeah. massage or a foot massage, or even a head massage. I'm like all for head massages. Like when you go to the hairstylist, massaging yeah. your head, you're like, oh, it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> Looping this into maybe somebody who doesn't like being touched as much, taking like a minute for setting an intention before, mm-hmm. taking a minute to communicate before, even just saying, I generally don't like to be touched or whatever, or I like deeper touch, or I don't like deep touch or whatever it is. If you know that communicating it, but I really think it's nice if you are going to have, if you are going to be giving a massage or receiving a massage to give her and the receivers sit together, just take a minute, have a breath together mm-hmm. and yeah. set a little intention. And the intention of, even if it's just internally, so then the giver have is the, the giving intention and the receiver setting the intention of what they want to receive through the touch is a really nice way. And it just takes a minute kind of like energetically set it up. Um, and there is no right or wrong way to do massage. Like, and I think a lot of people overthink it, but the, I think sometimes setting that intention can kind of bring you back into your intuitive senses in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be good. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on anything more on that. There is something else I wanted to say about when I was doing all this research about all the benefits now that science is finding that the giver actually gets as well 
So like, mm -hmm. it can be easy to feel like, oh, even as a receiver, like, oh, I'm like making this person work, but the giver, I thought this was so beautiful because it's like, there's so much that shows, um, especially like in partnership or whatever that the, the giver of the massage receives, I think like biologically, like has almost two thirds of the same benefits that the receiver wow. of the massage had feel, feel that. So. Yeah. And I think too, I think a lot of people just don't give massage because they're afraid they're going to do it wrong. I think you kind of touched on that and just start, right? Like there's nothing wrong, even in birth, no matter how many births you've been to, you can't always read the situation. You can't always read how things are going to go. And that's the great thing is they give you feedback and then you're like, okay, she doesn't like this right now and adjust and then continue on. But, and like really relaxing into the fact that it's not about doing it right. It's about really connecting with your partner and kind of helping them to relax or feel, feel a little bit better. And I think when you make someone feel better, you feel better yourself too. If you were having a rough day and I call and I was like, said some funny joke or something, you're like, you just made my day, make my day too. Right. Yeah. So I think massage is, is even more important. And that connection too, I especially think with partners postpartum is so important because you really, mm oftentimes puts like a little bit of a wedge into the relationship sometimes. And I think touch and massage is such a great way to not have to use your mind or like, you're just maybe having a rough time connecting with all you have to do. You don't have to say anything, start massaging. And then, you know, there's, you guys are connected right there. Like there's already that connection built up in, in the partnership postpartum. So I think that's really, really important. And I mean, I'd say too, when you're giving massage, just pay attention to your partner and their body. Like if it's reacting, then obviously then maybe that's not the right thing to be doing. Like loosen up. And don't be afraid to use, to speak too. I think that's the other yeah. thing is like to ask, especially feel something, whatever it is that's yeah. coming up, just ask. And then you can sink back into your silence after that little moment of communication. So yeah, um, and put on a little music. So that way it's easier to get back into that flow if you need. Yeah. I mean, yeah. YouTube's got a ton of, spa you like music <laughs> yeah that you can attend to so yeah. Yeah. massages I think it's it's important and I think it's a great self-care and belly binding I think we mm. will eventually talk about the and the then also the Mayan do you want to mm -hmm. touch on that at all the, because you're more familiar with it's called the Mayan belly massage right is that what mm -hmm. it's called yeah give a brief summary here but it's basically like as I mentioned the organs kind of get displaced during pregnancy and even not in pregnancy, the abdominal massage feels really good because it gives you an opportunity to kind of massage the organs a little bit. And then from a postpartum perspective, they're kind of, I don't want to say helping to make sure the organs go back in place, but kind of like assisting it, right? It's like yeah. holding a kid's hand. Mm -hmm. They can walk. They don't need to hold your hand, but it just helps to guide them. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's make sure we're headed this direction and not, you know, veering off or something like that. So mm -hmm. And even when you're doing wound massage on your partner, that is helpful in that way too. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If you need some convincing things, these are usually things reducing stretch marks is another beautiful benefit. Um, and then also massage help tighten skin. It definitely does help like the elasticity or the firmness. Mm -hmm. It helps the skin bounce back. And that can be very beneficial for looking at like um, both from the belly perspective and the breast perspective. I truly believe people like laugh all the time, but I'm like, you know, they're like, what can I do to like help my boobs stay perfect? Give them a massage like a couple times a week. It really 
I really do believe people who massage their breasts a couple times a week. And I think they're just now studies in science slowly catching up to this, but it increases circulation, which mm-hmm. is going to, you know, increase the blood flow, but also heal the tissues. And I think there is an element of the elasticity to the skin that is improved with massage, but you want to keep those perky boobies, <laughs> give them some massage. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start massaging my breast for a couple, uh, for a couple of weeks. And like in a month, I'm going to check in with you. I'll take, I'll take some photos. Like some, some PG photos and like, we can start a new different. Instagram challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should totally do it because, uh, I'm all for it after breastfeeding and like not wearing yeah. bras. Yeah. I mean, there is muscle behind there. Right. And breasts are mainly fat and yeah. lips and stuff like that but what uh, holds toning the muscle. muscle yeah exactly yeah so. and I'm kind of curious it'd be interesting to see on that note how breasts have changed over time are more tribal areas where they weren't wearing bras how their breasts looked without a bra you know yeah. do you know what I mean like as opposed yeah. to like wearing them every like day what, what's day. yeah what is like a natural breast supposed to look yeah. like at this age kind of thing yeah exactly exactly yeah I think it's I think it's good to get movement there that's the other thing breasts especially in the stomach you don't there's no movement really much mm-hmm. like going on in that area like legs I work out because I walk you know the arms get a lot more movement because I'm like picking things up and moving things but the stomach it's just not that you're not getting that it's more like bending and that's not really yeah yeah. So yeah, I think massage is so important and whether you do it yourself in the shower with a little bit of oil or like your partner rubs your feet, I think it's so beneficial and it doesn't have to be long either. It could be five, 10, 15 minutes. I think that's I recommend really- setting aside a 15 minute window if you can, but then you can also work in those little five minute mm-hmm. here and there. You can even massage the breasts reach over, like kind of reach down. If you're, if somebody's sitting in a chair and you can reach down and like kind of massage the one breast while the, you're breastfeeding on the other breast. So there's so many ways that you can incorporate yeah. a little five minute massage. Five minute massage. Exactly. Yeah. Do it. I think too, the other thing I would just say is like massage can be done naked with oil and or lotion. I think those are awesome, but if you're postpartum and that's a little bit harder, you can still do stuff over clothes. Oh, let's touch really quickly on cesarean in case somebody has Mm -hmm. cesarean. I think it's important to mention generally you probably will be advised not to massage around the area of the cut or I think it's like six weeks of healing. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because like the belly binding and stuff like that there, you can still do an abdominal massage, even postpartum. Obviously you're just not touching the scarred area. And there's going to be sensitivity from like where the scar is at or the incision, I should say, because it's probably not a scar at that point, but where the incision's at, there's going to be more heightened sensitivity, probably at least like an inch or so away. So I think you can still massage around it, but like, don't touch it obviously until it's fully healed. Even after it's really important because that incision has scar tissue. So it's like even more important to have massage. After. Yeah, depending on the comfortability of the person, it's like you were saying, mm-hmm. like there's, you don't want to obviously go right on the incision, but I think a peripheral massage around mm-hmm. the area is very good because again, we're bringing circulation, blood flow, which has nutrients, fluid toward the limbs and flushing out the, the toxins and things there. So if you're comfortable and the receiver is comfortable massaging at a very a distant area around it is good. And like you said, there's actually 
really good benefits once you've hit that point where the incision becomes a scar Mm -hmm. of actually massaging on that area Mm -hmm. to break up the scar tissue, but also energetically that helps, Mm -hmm. I think, with the the breaking up of the kind of the the somatic, the energetic holding around those tissues. So that's awesome. I like that. And they say castor oil is really good to help. That oil is kind of nice because it's a little bit thicker, but it does have a tendency to stain. So like all oils, but that's really great for any scar tissue areas, castor oil, and just like light massage. And again, always start light, go deeper. (laughs) Don't, don't start deep. No one wants to be poked hella hard. Gentle and go in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the the whole cesarean thing because I think we have a tendency to avoid the whole area because it's like, oh, it's got an decision, but it's like, no, it needs needs attention too, for sure. Yeah. 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 The the area itself, it's like actually very beneficial. You're probably moving even less if you have mm-hmm. had a cesarean. And yeah, there's fluids that need to be moved through and all these things we do when we move our body that we don't think about that helps what do you call them the autonomic nervous system I think mm-hmm. it is yeah 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 yeah. these things that these processes in our body that happen that we don't realize that stag- uh, stagnation actually and then I will say too just massage and probably won't come up so much on like a five or ten minute massage but it might is issues in the tissues did you ever hear that yeah and it's yeah. not really issues but it's more there's things that can get held in the tissue emotions thoughts and stuff like that. So if things come up, I'd say welcome them and allow them in and then, you know, let them go or process them however you must. But that's one thing too. And sometimes those things won't come up for a little while, right? Like for a few days and it might come up right away. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd say just, you know, if you feel like you're getting a massage and you feel like crying, then just cry it out. If you feel like laughing, then laugh. If you feel angry, don't punch your partner. I think this is like super important. I'm glad that this got brought up too, because from, from the, both the giver and the receiver, the receiver, I think sometimes we know, uh, especially as like moms in our postpartum state, we're more emotional and we get used to that or like we're feeling into that. But as a giver, if somebody starts to cry or this or that, again, this is where it comes back to communication, like knowing that that can happen it's not anything you've done. It is part, can be part of the process. Um, and then just communicate. And, you know, the best thing to do, sometimes people go, oh my God, they're crying. What do I do? And the best thing to do is just say, do you want me to stop? Is there anything I can do right now or something? That's it. Kind of probably the same thing that you would if your partner was processing an emotion without you touching them. But I guess, you know, just communicating and checking in with them. Do you want me to stop? Because sometimes they won't. Don't want you to keep going other just say like, no, I'm just feeling an emotion and it feels good. And on that note too, I think sometimes we get in, like, we want them to stop crying, but sometimes, you know, it's obviously come to the surface if this has happened. So it needs to be released. And sometimes we need to process through that. I think it's a great question to ask. Would you like me to stop, look and give eye contact if you can like kind of fill it out. Um, but to try to allow them to really process through it without us as the, re- the giver intervenes so much, like, are you sure you're okay? Can I do anything? Mm-hmm. If you want to get them a tissue, just walk over and be like, I'll be right back. And then go get them a tissue or whatever the case is, but like allowing them some space to actually process through. And then having that conversation, like you said, setting attentions where they can communicate beforehand. Like, hey, if anything comes up, I'll let you know when I'm done or if I want to talk about it or anything like that. Yeah. I think that's, that's also important too, to allow the processing aspect yeah. too whole nother podcast on this, but yeah, 
also knowing that sometimes things will come up and you won't even know why you feel mm-hmm. a certain way. Yeah. And that's like releasing whatever. And that's fine. Like it's totally yeah. fine the receiver as the receiver feel things and not even know where they're coming from and just like be like, just let them come. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a great point too, because that whole, like what I was talking about is like, if you're the person, the giver is trying to like ask all these questions and the person really doesn't know, sometimes we feel because of our society that we have to know, like, why am I crying? Like, I have no idea. Then we have to start inputting information that's actually not there instead of just like releasing it out completely. So, and I would say the other thing too, and I always say this, but I still think it's good to just put out there that could take like three days for you to start to feel things. So you might feel more emotional, like even three days or even a week later. And also just to drink a ton of fluids because mm-hmm. when you're getting massage, we're generally like working with some like lymph aspects of it. So we just want to make sure things and toxins are getting flushed out. It's not nothing to like worry about, but like, why not help the toxins flush out faster, right? <laughs> if, if we're flushing them out. So that would be yeah. my only other tip with massage. Yeah. Lots yeah. of water. Lots of water. Yeah. Flush it through, flush it through, or some tea or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that you want to say about massage? Do you get massages weekly from your partner? I do. I get the yeah. breast massages. It's, yeah, I, this is why I can tell you from uh, experiential uh, science over here. <laughs> Literally, I was just somebody, like a couple of girls were like, your boobs are so perky. And I was laughing. I was like, oh, it's because I get nightly breast massage. And they're like, oh, you do well no it's only like two or three times a week but they were just blown away I really do believe it makes a difference but I uh yeah I got into the breast massage thing a few years ago and I just really love it just I'm gonna start doing it I want want some perky boobs it feels so good yeah it does it's so funny I was just on my 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 moon cycle and I was I need a freaking boob massage and you know, you can do it yourself, of course, but it feels really nice to like receive Lay back and just, yeah. Yeah. And there is, there is a difference. There's active care and then passive care and passive care is of course, very different because you get to fully actually receive. And I yeah. think that's also good as a mother is to take time to actually fully receive because we're mm-hmm. constantly giving all the time. Yeah. So if you have the ability to fully receive even a five, 10 minute massage, I'd say take it and practice practice gratitude if you need to, but receive it fully, you know, and ask for it again. I think the more we can practice asking to, to to receive such a good practice, start it early, (laughs) start early. Yes. Start early. I think that's a, yeah. Another podcast learning how to ask (laughs) for help, (laughs) but yeah, cool. All right. And I'm going to get back to you on the month. I think we'll do a challenge at some point. We could uh, rally quite a crew to get in on the challenge with us. I think we should do it. I'm serious. You're already yeah. on it. Maybe try to bump it two or three times a week, you know, take some yeah. pictures and stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Cool. Hey there, amazing listeners. We just want to say a huge thank you for tuning into our combo on the Justice podcast today. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners and your continued support means the world to us. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, we would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it too. Your reviews and shares not only motivate us, but they also help others discover our show. We're also all about keeping the conversation going and hanging out with our incredible community. Head over to justthis.site. That's J-U-S-T. T-H-I-S dot S-I-T-E 
where you'll find additional resources, ways to connect with us, and join the conversation, plus some more goodies. Thank you again for being a part of the Just This community. We'll be back soon. Until next time, remember to take care of yourself and embrace the wonder as you navigate this extraordinary adventure.